I'm Bobby. And I'm Nate. And this could be... This could be a podcast. I'm going to jump all over you. I'm on top of you. Podcast. Well, the other thing, too, that YouTube comment videos or YouTube comments, uh, they make me feel like I'm a bad reader. When they just have horrible grammar, like, I'm like, is, oh, no, it's just... It's this an, is all over the place. This uh, is a really hard sentence to read because it's so poorly written. Also... This thing should be in prison. DUI killing man. What a disgusting, pathetic, drunken excuse of a human being. So someone... So the Casey, same welty... Welty. Welty. Yep. Welty bitch. Yep. Yeah. That... The same bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're doing is we're looking at this this woman who was on a local mm-hmm. news interview show, like a five minute show about community events, community businesses, and everything like that. She started a new business. She started a new business, like she a wellness so happened, company. Yeah, like a spa wellness company, and she so happens to be a white woman named Nicole Hutchinson, who is also a woman who in Texas. Mm-hmm. Ran over a, a DOT worker and killed him. Oh, wow. um, and and when I she was no... arrested, um, she she said um, to the arresting officer that you're going to regret this. I'm rich. All right. So there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of malice for yeah. that Nicole Hutchinson in yeah. uh, in Texas. But this poor woman in Iowa, who's <laughs> not the same person, never killed a man uh, as that far we, as I that know. That we know. That we know. That we know of has received this visceral YouTube hate. On this little video where so she's weird. just talking about her business she started. So weird. And, I, like, and then the amount of uh, the amount of rational people coming in being like, this is not the woman a, you're looking for. This is a different person. And they're like, it appears to be the same person. Well, does it? I mean, that's the problem with having your sharing a name. Yeah. I don't know. But the the lack of follow-up is the follow-up is what I'm <laughs> like, here's a nice thread. Of, oh my god this is a back and forth and again this this woman in texas seems to be a real see you next tuesday she's a problem right she served 450 days of a 10-year sentence apparently is what it was i don't and, like i don't understand that i don't understand jail sentences maybe it's it's just all like weird funny math for me it's like oh oh no 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 you only serve this amount you know it's i feel well, it like depends on how good your lawyer is well, no, I'm not saying that like the good lawyer thing. It's for me, it's the, uh, you know, hey, if I'm sentenced to uh, like, that's the sentence, right? Not like, you know. But that's what probation court is all about. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what. Um, Maybe that's it. I don't know. That's where if you have, you know, mind your P's and Q's, have a really good lawyer have who has connections. Sure. Um, don't give them a reason to keep you in there. No priors. That's the big thing too, where yeah. I don't want to see like I'm. Uh, well versed. You're well versed in the criminal justice system. <laughs> well, in, in, in like uh, getting around a long prison sentence. <laughs> Knock on wood. Never been sentenced any uh, prison time, but uh, that I know of. Yeah, but it's a weird form. In this specific case, it's a weird form of it's a weird form of racism that's going on here. Like because I, I don't. I mean, having that's. I'll, I'll just can explain find the my picture sh- of the actual lady. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll just. Show you. I'm curious. Just I want to see like a side by side. Because I of these people, I did my own before I find that. I just want to let you know that okay. I went through the you same were, thing <laughs> outside of commenting on the YouTube about it. Yeah, I, I I found the link that one of these people did and watched the news feed. Yeah, that they're the news story and stuff that they did. And was like, oh, yeah, that yeah, wow. Is this did she just so move up to Iowa? Wow. Oh, did yeah. this, this really happen? And then watching it, you know, seeing another picture of her, I'm like, 
Oh no, those are two separate people. That's right. that's those are two white blonde women. <laughs> and when you're shown like just a flash of them, sure, you're like you're, that's the same fucking bitch. Yeah. You know? uh, Listen, but, could I see somebody being? I mean, I'm sure that this person does have some wealth. If you're, you know, it's a nice building that they built. Um, yeah, I just have a hard time saying that she killed a man in Texas when she didn't. God, I'm a well. I'll just play the video here, and you can just see a. I'll I'll be I'll be the decider of this. This is, is it. That her. is that's not. Oh not no, her. that's the reporter. She's also she's a blonde also a white blonde woman. Here. Okay, so here's absolutely a, here's not. a picture of. Well, I say that. Okay, but again, it's a, it's just a it's just a blonde white woman, and yeah. if you're if you're just looking at it and and happening like in in passing, sure, you can be like, oh yeah, no, that's the same. No, woman. Yeah. but it's. It's not. Come on, guys. So, come on. But it's that's why I say it's a weird form of racism because it's. Yeah. I don't know the races of the people commenting on it. I, I'm not going to speculate, but it's yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, it's just that's that's a white blonde woman who shares the same name. It's a weird thing to search for. I mean, honestly, like I want to know more. whatever happened to that you know lady who I don't like. I'm going to put her name into YouTube. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's the and then like, and then I'm like, well, what's this? Cause outside of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, who's, who's aware of this incident going on. Right. And Do no we have doubt to work on our SEO. I mean, I guess, but it's, it's a, it's a weird thing to search for. And it's a weird thing, but there's a, there's a lot of people that, uh, really want to, I don't know, see her burn. Which is unfortunate because she's not the same person. I'm telling you, man. Just, well, mob rule, dude. Mob rule. Which is the internet. I mean, mob That's rule the is the internet. Like, I mean, so for me. And it's bled over into reality. It's bled over into. it. Like, it's always been something I've been deathly afraid of. Mob rule. As, no, it's like. Not call out culture, but you know, before it was call out culture. But that that's mob rule, I mean, and it's just it was just like, I am deathly afraid mm-hmm. that I'm gonna. I will say something, and my problem is I make a joke out of absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So for me to, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say something absolutely offensive, mm-hmm. something that is totally inappropriate. Right. Um, but you know, I I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I guess, but. I've, I I I had a lovely discussion with this uh, with a person like during like an open forum conversation at a local brewery, mm-hmm. and it's just like I, my thing is if you're trying to make a joke if you're making a joke, I'm giving you a lot longer leash. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm telling a joke versus being sincere about your feelings. Yeah. There's a tone, and if you can't <laughs> if you can't understand that, then right. there's something wrong with you. But um, uh-huh. and there's also jokes that are like. They're said in a way you're like, I just. I don't think you actually. I I, yeah. I think you actually might believe you're, a little bit. You're making a bad joke. Is yeah. what if if you're making that's the best right. thing I can give you. Right. Is that you're making a bad joke. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, like I've always been like deathly afraid of the, the whole the the gal who went to Africa. Remember that story? No. Um, is this she a was, bad joke? Uh, yeah, she like got on Twitter before she like flew to Africa to go on safari as for vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she tweeted something about like, hope I don't get AIDS or, or something, something or something. I vaguely remember, yeah. And like got on the plane, put herself in airplane mode, and then 
in the 12 hours it took for her to fly from yeah. America to Africa, her life was, I mean, yeah. like everybody's like, I can't wait for her to land when she lands and she's going to turn on her phone yeah. and see that her life's ruining. And I cannot wait for that. Her yeah. plane is yet to land. Yeah. It's the, and that is a total byproduct of the internet and the anonymity of the internet right. gives people to make comments. Right. Like we're talking about, like it, even when you have rational, like, Someone making a point of like, this is not the person you think it is. No, it isn't. It is totally that person. You're, you're wrong. Like it takes a few clicks of, you know, of the internet. That's too, that's too, that's too, too Too, hard. Too hard to admit. It's too hard. Well, it's too hard to, but it's, it's so much easier to just have a knee jerk reaction and, and post something for what, for, and that's, that's always my question Mm -hmm. for what I'm going to put, click this out. I'm going to post this outrage comment. And well, and share it. Well, and for take it, what? Well, and take it to that to the next level. Like, even if it's just outside of outrage, I've never understood the point of letting anybody know what I'm up to at any point in time of the day. Like, that's never been. Um, even if I'm running into somebody in, in like in person, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, by the way, I had a cheeseburger today for lunch. It was great. You know, sure. I'm not going to just put that information out there. So, what do you feel about like Leonard's food reviews then? Well, because it's a commentary on on the, on the food blogs and vlogs, yeah. uh, I enjoy it. But but the random posting, the random posting of right. things on Instagram, Facebook, right. Twitter, all those things. I mean, I have a hard enough time posting for the show on Twitter. Like, yeah, of just it's it's weird. It's a weird it's a weird thing that like I have to tell people what I'm doing. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I want I'd like for this podcast to be successful. I mm-hmm. think that we are. I'm going to be, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, toot my own horn. I think we're entertaining. I think we're enjoyable people. But uh, I'm not going to tell people that. I'm not going to say, hey, by the way, you want to listen to an hour and a half of me and Bobby just bullshitting? Yeah. You can. And you and you, and you can. But again, it's, <laughs> but it's even. It's a weird thing to bring up. In in the context of having a show or content to put out there, right. I, I get that it's a way to get your, your stuff out there or in front of people's eyes. Sure. If it's just me, um, I, I, I have a real hard time being like, oh, hold on. I need to stop what I'm doing today and put this out into the world because people need to know that I just listened to XYZ song or right. did, a, and did anything right. in this world. Going to Lowe's to buy lumber, hashtag, you know, home life. Lumber stuff life? Like that. Lumber life, yeah, exactly. Hashtag lumber life? And it's... It must just be tied to the endorphin rush of getting likes that people have grasped that they've latched onto it so quickly. Right. Because it's I, a it's a weird phenomenon that happened with the internet. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy like seeing all of the comments and like. I mean, I like seeing comments and likes when I post stuff. Mm-hmm. But I I'm not chasing it. I guess. I mean, when I do, it's like a. My thing is, I feel like because of my children, like I've been kind of guilted into it, where it's like. You know, you should really share more pictures of like, I like seeing, you know, we're not going to hang out all the time. So, we, you know, I'd like seeing pictures of your kids. I like mm-hmm. seeing your kids doing out, going out and do, I enjoy seeing you guys going out and doing stuff. Uh, Okay. All right. I'll do it for you, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of that. But that's, and, where, and I, that's where I always go to like, well, why don't I just send you a text message of what we're doing? Like, why don't I send you a private? Because that'd be weird. No, I mean, like, if I'm, if I'm, uh, hey, I you know, if I'm on vacation and yeah. I see something that reminds me sure. of a buddy sure. of mine and, you know, or like something, another relationship in my life. Right. I'll be like, 
oh, I'll take a moment to be like, hey, to that specific person, be like, hey, boom. Some people need to have that on the social media platform right. where they may be thinking of that person personally, yeah. but they have to put it out in the public platform and then get everybody else to, to watch vicariously the relationship playing out, the, the yes. back and forth of yeah. the comments, all that stuff where I'm like, it's this is between me and the person I'm talking to. It's not for anybody yeah. else, you know? I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. I for the most part, I don't. I don't post things like that. I mean, I guess I did and a I, little, a little bit. I don't know. But I think a, it's it's a it's a personality trait that's almost evolved in the last you know fifteen mm-hmm. years. I mean, because social media is still very young in the in the world, but sure. it's tapping into really primal, um, primal pleasure zones of mm-hmm. that humans have, have experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, not feeling alone is a huge. It's a huge human trait, you know? Right. And to have anonymity, anonymity, but also feel that you're connected to something or connected to a group of people. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a deadly combo. Yeah. I, for me, I've, I have come to realize that I enjoy like the memory aspect of it. Like I, I, every so often I will go and look at all the pictures on my phone just cause. Oh yeah. I mean, but also every day on Facebook, I'm looking at memories of, you know, other things as well. And not just pictures that I've edited and put on. No, but again, that's another, that's another human, you know, existence. I I enjoy that characteristic that people enjoy of going, going down memory lane. What what do they also say? Like, uh, they say, uh, it's like, uh, walking down memory lane is the lowest form of conversation, or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a line oh. in Sopranos, and when he, and when Tony Soprano said, it, I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, he's kind of right, actually." Because do you have friends in your life that when you get together, all they want to do is talk about the old days? I'm like, I think that's everybody. Because no, I, I mean, I, I don't think it. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say like way. most people like when they get together. Like if I got together with a high school friend right now, mm-hmm. eventually it's gonna turn into that and, and for me like i always try to like go in hard and let's talk about whatever nonsense let me throw some non sequiturs in here and and get ourselves past that because yeah i do i want to know about you i want to know what you're doing i want to understand what's going on in your life right now i enjoy mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's because i'm a narcissist and i enjoy talking about things that i've done in the past mm-hmm. but uh yeah i, I also want to learn more about you and your thoughts and feelings, but as you've grown, and as, as you, you and as where, and where you are now, yeah, where you are now, yeah. I just have I have buddies that like every time we get together, it doesn't matter. We we can get together a lot, and it's still when we get together, it's oh, do you remember like when we yeah, remember back in the month? It's like yep, I just like the last conversation we had, I totally remember all that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yep, I'm looking for I'm looking to the future. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Like, what do you guys got mm-hmm. planned and everything like that? It's like oh, you remember when we did all this and everything? It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still remember it. Yep. Absolutely. And that's where I think there, there's the point of the. In it's it's said differently. It's in the a certain amount but, of diminishing returns with nostalgia. Yeah, and it's not that it's not enjoyable. I mean, there's there's an like looking at photos is what that what triggered this. Like, uh-huh. I think everyone likes to look at photos, watch yeah. old home videos that have meaning and everything like that. Like, um, but. When when it's in conversation form, it only has so much uh, like life basically to it. 
right. before I'm done. I'm like, oh, like cool, let's move on, or yeah, I'll see you later. But I, I get that because it is, it is. It, I don't know how often you're having those conversations, but I mean, it, there's some there's some dudes from high school that I was good friends with in high school, and if we spent two hours like uh, reminiscing, sure. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Every six months, a year or so? Absolutely not. I mean, there's literally dudes that I have not talked to in oh, almost 20 years now. And, and that's what I'm saying. The frequency of doing it. Like, right. I don't mind right. if I haven't seen, I guess, if you, you, haven't, if you haven't seen the person in a while, mm-hmm. there's, it's inevitably going to go into the good old days. It's fine. <laughs> it's when it's consistent and you can't move forward. It feels like you're stuck in like a video that's a game weird, That's level. a weird stuck. Yeah, I mean, and that's like getting hung up on. I, I I say that, but then again, there's uh, so many times where you're like, "Hey, do you remember doing that? Hey, do you remember doing that thing?" And I'm like, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about whatsoever." And I'm like, "Hey, you really you said that one funny thing, and we did that." Funny. I'm like, "Nope." Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe I mean yeah. that sounds like me. Yeah, but well, and again, it, it goes into that kind of. Uh, Colloquial, a colloquial, whatever that fucking word is. Um, colloquial. Colloquial. I can't. Yeah. yeah I gotta get that. Anyway, that there. that that group of people that just has to say something. They talk about the same shit all the time. I always say that it's like talking about the weather. It's mm-hmm. like when you have nothing else to talk about, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a real hot one out there. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hot. Yep. It's gonna be hot the rest of the week too. Cool. Are we all basing it off the same information? Why the fuck are we wasting air in these <laughs> words talking about this shit? I don't like. We walked up to uh, a bar. Uh, we had a hot stretch here in town, and we it was a hot. So we walked up to a bar, and we were sitting outside, minding our own business. And these two dudes like come out and start smoking and everything like that. And they're like, "Yeah, you're sweating through your shirt." And I'm like, and I'm like, are they fucking talking to me? Like, they're I'm not facing them. I'm not making any eye contact with them. They're like, yeah, you're sweating through your shirt. I'm like, yeah, it's it's hot it's out. Hot. Yeah, it's it's hot out. <laughs> like, and then it became like this whole thing. Like, we had our dog with us who had water and was fine. Like, and he's like, oh, you bring your dog out and this stuff. And it's like we live, you know, we live really close by. Yeah. We're fine. Oh, where do you live? It's like that's not the question. Like nothing is giving you this uh, right. this path to ask these questions. Like this is a, that's a weird thing. And once again, I don't want to. I'm not going to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Like shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk to you. But also, right. I'm giving off pretty good vibes of like <laughs> I'm not acknowledging. I'm not turning around and like wanting to talk to you. But people that need to people that need to have that right. conversation that need to talk about. Yeah, it's a hot one. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I always like to lead with, hey, what's your favorite form of potato? <laughs> no, I think we developed a good one. Is what is your greatest love? Tell me about your greatest tell you, love. Tell me about your greatest love. And then just. Real Jiminy Glick style. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about your, about your greatest love. But even then, you're getting. You're getting. You're engaging with somebody that just yeah. wants to engage. And that's the. I want to know. That goes back to the internet and commenting like. They need that human connection. They need that connection with something uh, because the void in their, their own lives sure. for it. And, and they're just searching. Uh, like uh, for me, outrage and like I say that. And I remember like constantly just reading the local paper. I'm like, oh, I can't believe that bullshit. I'm not going to do anything about it. I might have a conversation. With, hey, I don't like this. What mm-hmm. do you, I don't like this. And I can't exactly pinpoint why. I might have a conversation with you about it. Josh Bushy, he hated that. 
like uh, when we worked together, um, I would listen to like morning radio for Cedar Rapids on my way down to Cedar Rapids. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. I think that's dumb. You know, hearing whatever local mm-hmm. bullshit politics in Cedar Rapids or in the Iowa State House or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd get about like nine, nine o'clock, eight forty five and you know, and I'd just go into his office and he'd be like, Okay, what what the fuck is it now? What what is it now? And he's <laughs> like, I just want to read Reddit. <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb. And I'm like, this is dumb because X, Y, and Z. And then he's like, um, yeah, I guess, you know, <laughs> she's like, well, hold on. I want to t- t- tell me, what do you think about he's like, I'd, I'd have to look. Can well, I just go back to reading Reddit? I well, just... well, again, like going into like most conversations you have with people in a day to day, you're not changing a whole lot outside of your own circle. Like most people aren't having the privilege. Your sphere of influence. Yeah. Your sphere of influence is very minimal. So when you get to, People that are drinking on like a Sunday afternoon or anything like that, um, their sphere of influence is even lower. And so it's like, you're just talking about like how hot it is outside. It's like, yeah, fucking, yeah. uh Yep, it's hot. The sun's up there as well. Um, Yeah. The sky is blue. Um, How about them Cubs? Uh, It's a weird weird thing that, you know, I want to engage you in a conversation. I don't know what about. Do you, do you have the... I don't know. It, it's it's like the dog chomping at the bit. Like the, if you have a treat for a dog, you tell a dog to stay. Yeah. And you're just you can just see in the dog's eyes that like it's I I I want to stay because I want the treat, but I I gotta say something. I gotta I gotta get it out there. I gotta oh. do something. I gotta move a little bit. Sure. Do yeah. people ha- do you have that where you're when you're with it a depends. person? It depends. And you're just like it's I can't stand we just, gotta, just we, we, okay. I I have to say I gotta something. Talk, I gotta talk about this right now. To complete strangers, uh, not about not to complete strangers. That's the weird fucking aspect that's, of it. Though. Not to complete strangers. I mean, I, I say that, but sometimes I you know it's like ah uh, hey um I see you're wearing a shirt from X Y or Z. Mm-hmm. Hey hey what's going on? Let, let's I want to talk. To you. You're wearing this shirt. You're choosing the shirt for a reason. Why? What's uh you like this because you like this band or you like? Mm-hmm. Are you from there? Where'd you get that shirt? It's a cool shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. That's not like, and for the most part, I sit on my hands. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't have to uh, interject, interject myself uh, too it, often. It was just, we had two experiences in a, in a row because this is our local neighborhood bar that yeah. we can go to and sit outside and everything like that. And it's fine. And the, the day before we, we experienced this with this woman driving up to the, to the parking lot and she like, Tokyo drifts into the fucking parking lot and it's ridiculous. And we're like, Oh, that's fucking weird. And she's got just music blaring out. And Is that she... that one drunk lady? No, it's not. Has she ever shown back up? Hold on one second. Let me tell a story. That's more <laughs> relatable to everyone listening. Um, so this woman gets out of the car and she walks inside and I'm like, thank God. And just don't make eye contact. And she, yeah. but inevitably she comes outside and she's in the patio area and She's talking really loud on her cell phone. She's smoking cigarettes and everything. And she's just basically like, why would she talk to me? Why? And she's on the phone, mind you. She has the phone mm. by her by her head. Yeah. And then there's there's our table and then another table out there. And she's like, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you talking to me? And finally, she like comes up to us. She's like, why aren't you talking to me? And like, 
what the hell indication <laughs> have you given to us that you're talking to us? And she's like, why can't people just be people? Why, like, they just, they're so worried about like their own lives. They can't even just connect with anybody else. And it's like, lady, you were talking on your phone. And then all of a sudden you, you decided you were talking to us and we're like, Hey, we're just hang, hanging out and having a conversation. Yeah. And then it, and it turned to, uh, uh, it got a little contentious a little bit. Oh. And then we were like, uh, my wife went inside to go to the bathroom. And then um, when she walked by, my wife walked by her. She was like, did she think I was talking to her? Like, I wasn't I wasn't talking to you guys at all. It's like, you just said you were <sighs> like, eh, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm, cool. Bye. Awesome. But again, a lot of other things. Thankfully, she got a cab and like left her car there. That uh, was, that was really that's, nice. a, that's a real win. That's good. But this unbelievable drive for people to have just this conversations with anybody. They can't stop themselves from having a conversation just about anything. It doesn't matter yeah. what the fuck it is. See, I don't, you know what? Here's the, I'm going to go ahead and stop you. And ready. I think I enjoy the, let's settle a bet. I, I enjoyed the, I, I enjoy getting pulled into those conversations. There's, there's where, a, I, where I'm an arbiter of truth where I can say this guy, he said this and I'm like, hold on, blah, blah, blah. Tell me the whole thing, and they'll be like, "No, you're acting like a crazy person." I or don't like, mind. You're 100 percent right. That guy's a douchebag. Or uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that. I, it's not a, it's not a hundred percent like I hate social interaction when I'm out in public. I like, I like social interaction when I'm out in public, yeah. and it's, it's when not you're in line annoying. at Subway. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a, that's an ignoring everybody. That's a transactional based thing. Okay, here's the deal. When I'm in the bathroom. I want people to think like I don't exist, by the way. That's like the last thing I want to do is have a conversation in the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of the worst fucking human experiences for dudes, at least. I, I don't get it. Like, I hate. Why do we need to have a conversation right now? We've talked about this on the podcast before. Have we? Of, yeah. Because it's it's a horrible thing. That's somehow like some guys do. Like they walk up and you're just like, I'm going to start talking to you about I'm like, I'm I. This is a ignore everything other than the bodily function. What are you doing? I don't want it. Like, why would I like what me staring straight ahead, holding my genitals. At what what point did you think that this is my end? Yeah, this is my end for the conversation. I'm going to make a new best friend right now. (laughs) I like making new best friends. Don't get me wrong. Generally, don't try it in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a certain segment of the population that just desperately needs to. But talk here, to people. But I don't even think it's a certain segment because I think with the internet and how it's grown with social media and everything like that, there are the people that are at the bars that have no idea how to do any of this stuff that on online that left up to their own devices would totally be that same person. But it's almost like they've multiplied. It's like the drunk at the bar is almost equivalent to the YouTube commenter where you're like, I can't do anything without you just saying something to say something because that's that's what your role in this world is. Sure. But that also goes into like the trolling nature of the internet and in reality where yeah. people are trolls. Like I, they just want to fuck with I'm you. Just gonna I'm going to go out to I'm a gonna, bar. I'm going to egg you on just a little bit. Yep. Just I'm going to go out to a bar to get into a fight. That's what I'm going out to do. I'm going to be online to fuck with you. That's a weird thing. It's a, like the fist fighting thing. I don't get like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to go like, I love that Florida man documentary. But do you see what I'm saying though? Like it almost like yeah. doubles the 
rate of annoying people in the world. And with the internet, it gives all these people that would never be that, that person. However, I don't like of all the people on here, I don't think they're trolls. I mean, like in this can I, this case, I don't know if there's a lot of, I don't well, you know. There's trolls not, and, there's no, not Mr. And, uh, what's the, who's the guy? Ken, Ken, but not Ken bone. Uh, uh, who's Ken M? Who's the guy who's like great at just making just absolute nonsense comments? Nonsense. Uh, I don't know. We just got a message from Josh about him. I don't know. Uh, it was great. Anyhow, yeah. The people who are commenting here, he's a professional here, troll, who, who are just like totally ill-informed. But I'm going to let you know my feelings on this specific matter, even though it's about the wrong on the like a video of the wrong person. I am going to make sure that I let you know this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like having that amount of like confidence in yourself. I mean that you or delusion, the delusion that I am so right in this, this woman is so wrong in this scenario that I need to make, I'm going to comment on this without double checking anything, anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm leaping in both feet because it's this bitch needs to be told what's what. Well, and then there's also the other. And then there's somebody who's just being an asshole to be an Th- asshole. That's the thing. And, and, in, in, <laughs> I know you don't watch a lot of South Park, but there is a great thing that they did a couple couple seasons ago now um, where Kyle's dad was a, was a troll called uh, Skank Hunt 42 or something like that. Great. Where he was trolling all the uh, the moms of South Park and everything like that, like just putting dicks in their mouths and everything like that. And he 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 explained trolling in a way that was like, no, that's actually what it is it? Troll? You're not trolling somebody to get the reaction out of the person you're trolling. You're trolling somebody to get the reaction out of the B and C group of people that are defending <laughs> that person on behalf of them. You're like they're getting mad on behalf of the person that you're insulting, right. and that's the causing the chain reaction that causes the quantum uh, fusion reaction. Right. And that's exactly it. So, like when we get into like the political sphere. Of like, sure. When I when people get mad at Trump for doing something, it's like he's a fucking troll. Like he's like he's a hundred percent a troll. So don't give anything to him. Right. And that's like when uh, what, what was it? The twelve years. Uh, twelve more years. Twelve more Did we years. Talk about that last time. Or we didn't that, talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's like, oh no, my wife's. Like, you know, oh my god, Trump had people chant. There's people chanting twelve more years. I'm like. That's got to be him just being a dick. Yeah, that's that's just that's got to be it. Right. And sure enough, I listened to the clip and it was just like, you want to make him real mad? Say, have him start chanting twelve more years. Exactly. And it's just like, yep, yep. And, that's, and sure enough, that's clickbait, just waiting out there mm-hmm. in the wings. Because they're going to cut it the way that they wanted to. It's going to enrage a group of people. Right. And then they're never going to hear the whole story because it kind of goes back to like the narratives that are being created. And as far as in fictional television shows that we were talking about as well, like it's when you allow a troll to have power and then you Mm. let them. I mean, they're going to be a troll. A troll is always going to be a troll. I mean, they're just going to constantly try to poke and prod because at some level it is funny. So at some level, I, I get it. Like there's an I know. I know there's a, a plenty of people I know who are an asshole. Just because it's kind of fun, it's kind of fun yeah. just to be an asshole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an mm-hmm. asshole to you just because I, I know you, you don't like it. There's also the people that can be assholes. Like I, I, uh, there's a little bit of envy to the person that can be an asshole that can that lovable asshole. Yeah, yeah, the, the asshole, lovable. asshole with a heart of gold. Yeah, 
But that also wears thin. That very rarely lasts in like a uh, you know lifetime of friendship or of relationships. I don't, for for me, I I can think of a couple of people like who, um, like you know we who is he's an asshole and he'll he's he'll act like a prick, but then he he'll give literally the shirt off his back and like his acts of kindness and willing to go the extra mile for you mm-hmm. uh, is is so awesome and mm-hmm. i and it's like yeah you can be a prick and but, and but i know you're being a prick just to be a prick you're not doing it because out of malice or, or to be mean and i'm not being a prick to um to get something out of you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be a prick to you i'm not gonna say mean things to you uh in hopes of it pissing you off and there's i mean there's enough people who are like i'm gonna say something to piss you off just because I want to prove I can push your buttons. Right. And that I don't like. Yeah. I mean, when I say to some people, hey, you're a piece of shit, mm-hmm. clearly no one's ever going to love you, that's all done in jest. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really serious about it. Then I'll look them dead in the eyes. You are a piece of shit. No one will ever love you. And I'll mean it. And you don't get to talk to me that way. <laughs> you don't get to talk to me that way. Um, yeah, But... To have, I don't know if if it's like a presentation you have to give everybody in your life to be like, I'm just gonna be an asshole from now on. Like I wish I wish I could do it in more aspects sure. of my life where I could be like, I want to sit down the group of people that I have to interact with the most, not the people I like the most, but just the people I have to interact with the most, and be like, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna lay out the groundwork here, the game plan of me interacting with you for the foreseeable future. I'm going to be a dick to you, okay? Because <laughs> apparently it doesn't matter how I treat you. Like I still have to interact with you. So I'd rather just be honest with myself or be honest with you about how I feel about things. But I always resign myself to just being like, ah, well, I'll just, I wish you, I'll just bite my fucking tongue and just, is there somebody, is there a coworker that you're thinking of with this? Oh no, no. These are just, these are just multiple people in my life. Like these are just people. I'm like, we have to go here tonight. Oh, okay. Um, all right. No, 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 that's yep. no, that's fine. Yep. I guess I'll just have a mouthful of blood from biting my tongue and not being able that's to say. Problem. It's not fun. And I think a lot of people do it. And I don't know, you play games about like trying to trying to interact with them, but I would Are just you talking about my wife? No, no, no. I mean no, because to to your wife's credit, <laughs> I could be a dick to your wife, actually. You yeah. know, and um but that that's an honesty. That's a there's a very there's less of a wall there than with other people in my life where I'm like, I have to be, I have to be this person right now for the next three, four hours. And then I have to, you know, then I can go back to being myself. Yeah. So I would, I kind of envy the people that can be assholes and stuff. Sure. Just be honest. I I guess because that's, that's how an asshole gets away with being an asshole is that they say, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, man. Just being true to myself. My problem is when I tell people the truth, it's just like, oh, well, that was really hurtful. I, you know, it's like, That's what I'm saying. Oh, Jesus, really? That's what I'm saying. Like, when you're being, when you're, like, when I call it out, like, did you like what I just showed you? No, absolutely not. You can, you can stop. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of, like, example. every fucking song my dad has ever shown me from the time I was a child to be like, Oh, here, you know. A lot of third eye blind. Uh, no, not even that good. Marcy Playground. Not even, no. But he knows, and I've been I've been honest with him as, as far as like, I think I think this music sucks. He's a big fan of contemporary country. And I'm like, 
Interesting. And I'm like, this Those stuff, are real people. This stuff sucks. I, I pretty much just said, like, I don't like this music. It does not stop him from showing me at least three songs. We went over. I think you'll like this one, Bobby. Yeah. So we went over um, early then, in the then quarantine. Then you showed him Little Big? No, I did not. But we went over early in the quarantine and uh, for my birthday, no less. Yeah. And we had a separated, socially distanced birthday, which was whatever. But country music had put out two different six feet apart songs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you need to hear this song. It's like, I need to hear this song. It's my fucking birthday. You know, I don't like this stuff, but you're going to make, make me, me. Here we go. Press play. And we're going to have to sit and you listen sit there to with three your arm, minutes arms crossed of just... these garbage ass songs. And I'd be like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not bad. I wish I could just be like, that fucking sucked. Wow. It's not well, good. No, it's not. But again, that's an example of just, I wish I had yeah. the ability to be an asshole. Listen, dad, let me tell you. It's garbage. And then it's like, it goes right over his head. Doesn't fucking hear yeah. it. And then it's, let me show you another one. Because again, I can, I feel like I can put off the vibes of being an asshole being like, uh, yeah, I'm not into this. I'm not into this. Please don't show me another one. Please don't show me another one. Four yeah. songs later, he's still showing me shit. And I'm like, I, have I not put off the vibes enough of like, I don't want this? Like going back to like the guy at the at the bar. Right. Like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Uh, what kind of like, are you getting any positive reinforcement out of this? I mean, and maybe that's, I just got to get this off my chest. I got to show Bobby this song. I, he needs to listen to this song. Otherwise, I don't know. I, he's got to listen to it. It's life changing. I don't know how much it's like, it's I need to listen to the song versus like, he needs to do whatever he can to try to connect with me in, in the way that he likes music. I, and that's why I would show him Little Big and see what happens. But that's the thing. That's the weird thing about like here's the, you want to talk about my chom- family. You want to talk about chomping at the bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was chomping at the bit for a while there on Little Big to show people a Little yeah. Big. Well, we showed multiple people a Little Big. It's just like we got it. Oh my god, we got to do it and then evangelize. What? I think it was like a 10% success rate, honestly. <laughs> honestly. I, but I still love it. I fucking think it's brilliant. I, For me, uh, I've come to really enjoy the Hatters. Like, I can put on, mm-hmm. I can tell Alexa, play the Hatters mm-hmm. and can't understand a single fucking word for the most part. They, mm-hmm. they do have a couple English songs. But it's something about that wonderful mix of horn line and accordion Mm-hmm. That I just love. Like, well, it's a great sound. And uh, on the line of Little Big, um, so I was telling you before the podcast started that we we went over to uh, my my buddy was uh, he's getting ready for a cooking competition, so he wanted us to try his his, his food, his submissions, and then give us give him notes and everything like that. So, Is this a thing? Yeah, it was a thing. It was actually it was pretty fun. So we we went over and um, he he cooked food and everything, and he brought it us out. And he told us the criteria for how to cook and everything. But one of our, I didn't know it was like a dinner party kind of thing. But uh, I wish I could have more dinner parties. By the way, well, I mean, the world's your oyster. You know, you can have dinner parties. No, I can't. I don't have a good kitchen. But one of the one of the people there, it came up organically that they they were into Eurovision, and I was like, oh, you're familiar with Little Big? And it's like, oh my god, I love Little Big. It's good. And it was like finding a ship in the night. You know, it was just like. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And then he and he said too. He's like, I, you know, the thing about their songs is that you know they they're not meant to be taken seriously and everything. I'm like, I'm like exactly, exactly. Yes, you yes. know, like you know why this yeah. is good. I'm like their videos. It's this is the whole point. Which I think when you show somebody, they 
they don't know what to do. They don't know how to process the information that they're being given. Hold on. What? 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 What is it? What? What? What is this? Like when I show a little big skibbity to somebody, I always, I think, I say at least three times, half a billion views, half a billion views. All right. Yeah. It's not nothing. I prefer. I I've come to appreciate the romantic version. I, yeah, the much more. God, it's good. It's really good. They're really good. It's and really, same thing with the hat. I mean, really, like seriously, just mm-hmm. like put on some hatters and just be like, it's, it's horn horn lines and accordion. Like is is but there's, solid. There's still the thought. Like again, that's where I get. I you know I don't want to get too far into music and everything like that. Sure. Our last episode was a lot of music and everything, but the intent of pop music or the intent of just creativity and pop music. That's that's yeah. that's the whole thing. I mean, I remember you know, like a band like Bloodhound Gang was a a, a good example of just like I think we didn't American. Talk, we didn't talk about that as far as comedic song, comedic yeah bands, but but definitely the Bloodhound Gang. But, and that was a great album. And then also when you tie it in visually with music videos and everything yeah. like that, it creates this world. Even something like Beastie Boys always did a great a job of being they, they funny, wrote a line. and then yeah. But being yeah. legitimate and winning Grammys and shit like that, where, um, it's it's interesting. Every so often, I mean, they'd have a pretty comedic song, like every so often. Girls. I mean, like girls, girls yeah. is definitely well. Even like the music video for Sabotage is is all a all a joke. I mean, I think it's easier to make a joke in a music video, but to tie it into the song though, like or to, and then to carry on that persona, like you know, like if I want to. If I want to make a funny music video, you almost have to carry that beyond the music video. Sure, sure. And it, it, it definitely, in order for it to be funny and then work, it, it has to be organically you. Like I always like Blink One Eighty Two. I think those are just fun guys, fun dudes. So yeah, it's going to be easier for you to make a fun music video and then like carry that out into the the stage versus like no doubt making a fun music. I don't know or. Did they, it's probably a better music. Did they probably a better example. Make a fun music video. I don't know. I think they made is there like a wacky, silly? maybe silly, I think maybe, maybe silly. I don't. Slightly avant garde. I mean, yeah. not like, but not like this is this is a joke. Yeah, we're with this is not a like joke. what's my age again? Where they're running naked on the beach. Just male nudity. Male nudity is exactly. meant to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking of it, the drummer of. Uh, no doubt was mostly naked. It was mo- mostly naked. Yeah. I, I think no doubt for the most part would be fun. They're fun. It's fun, not funny. Fun, not funny. They're yeah. here. They're like having a good time. Right. Versus being funny. Unless Which is a distinction. Speak. I mean. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Which one would you declare yourself as more? Are you more fun or funny? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. Get That's that. the whole thing with being bipolar. I don't know. <laughs> is that what you refer to yourself as? Do you refer to okay. not diagnosed? No, you're not. No. But do you self-diagnose as bipolar? No, I don't even self-diagnose as bipolar. And I don't think oh. it's that extreme. Oh, I don't think. Like, I can get into. I don't know. Like my version of, uh, wanting to hang out with people. It's it's when someone says, "Do you want to hang out with, you know, or go and do this thing?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Eh, uh, I don't really want to." You don't like doing stuff. But if I if when I get there and I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'll I'll get through this. I enjoy I enjoy being with people. Like 
Yeah. And and I don't I don't know what it is. I enjoy like going out and, and hey, when my wife says, "Hey, what do you want to do tonight?" I'm like, "I don't know. What's so and so doing?" And it's and not to yeah. I feel I feel like a dick because my wife's like, well, "Why? Well, why don't you and I just go do something?" And it's like, "Well, I mean, we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about stuff and we'll have a good time, but." I don't know. I always feel like I want to have fun with other people. Not my wife. I have fun with my wife. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That was great. Like when we went on vacation with just the two of us, it's it's always a weird there's like a certain level. We we gotta get over a hump. We gotta get over that initial hump of just being with each other mm-hmm. for more than twelve hours, just the two of us. Gotcha. Once we get past that, then it's then it's fine. See, I feel like my wife and I, because we spent so many years on the road, yeah, we we were exposed to this, uh, you know, being with each other in in ways where you're like, I I just need to be, I need to have twenty minutes to myself outside of the car, like on oh, like because yeah. you just buy each other a time. Sure, it's not that we don't enjoy spending time. We we love spending time together. And again, like in that situation of a Friday night, like what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't just I just want to hang out with you, you know. Mm. Um, but we were so overexposed to each other that it became like the the little bits of time we get to hang together, like are it's like, well, fuck, this isn't this isn't twenty three hours of the day. This is great, you know, and this is awesome. Like, That's interesting. It's it's a weird a weird thing that happened just from you know traveling as much as we did and um, you know being as close to each other as we were for you know the eight to ten months out of the year that we would be on the right, road, right? And because when you're on the road, you don't really have there's no personal space. There's, we had a two door Toyota Yaris. Like, there's not. You had even, a Yaris. Yeah, we had a Yaris. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. So because we had a Yaris as well. Oh, did you? Uh, hold on. What was no, we had an Echo. That was like Echo. that was the version before the Yaris. Gotcha. But speaking of which, so when we took, we had an Echo and we went out to Prince Edward Island uh, in Canada, mm-hmm. and I remember. So we drove from Dubuque to Niagara, mm-hmm. and it was like our first full day. Uh, so we drove out there, spent the night, and then we were just hanging around Niagara, and I was like, my wife is not into this at all, and we've got another week. Mm-hmm. And like we've been married for like two years, mm-hmm. and th- or three years, I can't remember, but have not been alone for that long, long. of a time. It was just like... This could be bad. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. uh, what's going to happen. And I distinctly remember I've got a picture and she does not look happy to being there at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, this could be a problem. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Like when you now like take that week and make it eight months, well, 10 months and everything. But once we not we, even like just like. The moment of being unhappy, it's right. just the the wear and tear of like, sure. why am I doing this? But honestly, it was like 36 hours later, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we just, we'd gotten over that hump. And that happens. I can, t- I can remember multiple times where we'd be driving, you know, uh, uh, especially in the West Coast where you drive a lot to get to the place. Yeah. And we, we, what we would do is we'd be doing couch surfing. And so we'd have to go and there's always a meet and greet of people when you get there but 
we drive. Let's say we got into an argument. We'd be fighting and stuff. Like, really just pissed off at each other. Like, don't fucking talk to me. Blah, 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 blah. Like, anything, you know, getting into it. This, as soon as we meet the new people, we take 20 minutes to, like, meet and greet and get shown our, where our place, where yeah. we're staying is. And then, you know, just have a, like, again, five minutes just to cool off and come back. And be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just being a dick. Or, like, oh, my gosh. It, it, everything's fine. It's just, it's like a rubber band. Like, the longer you're on the road together, that close quarters, sure. it's just the rubber band being pulled back farther and farther and farther and farther and farther and farther. And hopefully it doesn't break. But by the time you get to a place where you can release the rubber band slowly and then, you know, it doesn't hurt anybody, uh, you can just kind of calm down and be like, oh, yeah, this is, that was stupid what we were arguing about. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just right, close, right. close proximity sure. makes you argue. I think it's. I don't know about that. I. I mean, really. I. I when you're on top, like, you're again, a two door Toyota Yaris for ten hours of driving. I was the two door Echo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, we only did that for like nine days. Yeah. I would say. So add months to that. Not months, but it's just weird. It's. Yeah. It's a weird thing where we just you know don't get to be alone. With each other, but I do like. It's like I don't know what what are those people doing tonight? Let's go hang out with those people, and that's just I don't know. I enjoy. I guess maybe I can just shop around my my uh, my new my new bits. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I think that's. I'm much more. I you know I I like. I like hanging out by myself or like hanging out you know, alone basically. Sure. Uh, I don't necessarily like staying home all the time. That's. That's the thing. I, I like to go out and do things. Like alone, though. No, 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 not alone. Like I mean, with her, with my wife. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm a, if, if I'd like to be alone, be alone with her. So. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do. Like, here's the deal. And this is something like it's taken a little bit to like make it over that hump where it's like. I absolutely love television and films. Like I love. I mean, I love. I love storytelling. I love, you know, visual aspects. I love uh, the imagery and the symbolism and all that great stuff. I love it. My wife cannot, she does not want to watch movies. She does not want to watch TV. So that's an outlet where you need to have that filled in some way, shape, or form. You yes. need to have that, yeah. that wall. And, that's, and it's like, well, and that's why I'm just going to, I remember, I remember like morphing from, uh, you know, watching on a laptop in my bed mm-hmm. to going downstairs and watching Netflix on the Wii. I remember when Netflix first opened, like started on the Wii, it was just like, this is the future of television. I remember watch, like being like, I can pull up YouTube on my television and it just being like a light switch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is the future, guys. We're going to be able to like watch YouTube on your So television. did you invest in Netflix then? No, because I didn't have any money. Oh, I got you. Okay, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit invested in Netflix now, just because I you know do broad based. Uh, I I invested in the in the Nasdaq, not Nasdaq, and the I don't know, not Dow Jones. Dow Jones is only three hundred. What's uh? You mean the S and P five hundred? S and P five standard employees five hundred. Mm-hmm. I've got some broad base. Gotcha. Do you do? Anything? I day trade. You day trade. I do. I day trade. I can't imagine day trading. But then again, I I, can't imagine betting on baseball. But but here's the thing: how this is how I approach day trading and betting at the same time. I I go in 
with my toe dipping into the water. That's sure. it. I'm not I'm not jumping in up, like right away. You're not buying a thousand no. shares of oil and gas. Correct. Correct. I'm buying a share of Halliburton yeah. or, you know, sure. Anheuser-Busch or something like that where like I'm going to I'm going to see how this goes. I'm going to learn as I go and I'm going to keep doing this. And then once I get my feet wet, everything with that, then I can really like go to town. You're betting right now. You've moved to $5 to $20 bets. Is that is that where you're at? Uh, not with baseball. When so that was the one shitty thing with all when the world shut down. You were on a you were rolling. I was fucking rolling, man. You were hot. I was really hot. I had college basketball down. I was making like twenty dollar bets on college basketball games and, and winning sixty, seventy percent of the time. So which is what you need to do to be a successful better. Sure. So when the Big Ten championship when all the conference championships were gonna start I had I put so much fucking work in, man. I probably like <laughs> probably like a month and a half of like running numbers, running uh running uh scenarios and everything like that to like have this bet like betting system ready to go. And I was going to use the Big Ten Conference Championship as my template. I was like, if this works, then I feel really confident about my March. You, had, you think you had the system down? I think I had a good good betting system. Yeah, with, meaning. System. A good betting system means that you can take a an underdog that has a, a significant chance, like that has a good chance of winning. If I can find that and it hits, great. But I also can take like the middle, the middle, uh, the middle teams and everything with that, like, and make strategic bets on those. So maybe it's not a huge like I I don't need to work for the rest of my life, but I can also be like, no, that was a good, that was a good victory, that was a good win, yeah, and um. But I was making bets as the as the tournament was being canceled. I was like, I was like clicking on it, and I was like, "Why is this not going through? Why is this not going through?" Refresh the page, game's gone. The fuck's going on? You can look up online. This game's been canceled. This game's been canceled. Blah blah blah. Ah, that's a weird thing. But the funny thing was, is that there was so much time in between when I last bet and then when I started betting again that. I forgot how much money I won. <laughs> like, like we were told about the Super Bowl. Like, so you and I, we, oh, we were yeah. watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, when Bowl. we were watching the Chiefs win. Yeah. yeah. So I was fairly confident that the Chiefs are going to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. And, but again, before the, before the Super Bowl, the, it didn't make any fucking sense to bet on the, the Chiefs to win because the, the odds weren't there. Right. And so now you can do in-game betting and everything with that. And so I just said, all right, every time the Chiefs go down, I'm just going to put 20 bucks on them. That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> right. And the more and more beer I had, the more and more that $20 turned into, I'm going to put $200 down on the, you know, the Chiefs to fucking right. win this game. And they did. And I forgot how much I won. How much did you win? I won like 600 bucks on the, on the. The IRS is listening, by the way. I, I should have prefaced that. It's, it's a China based. Uh, <laughs> it's, over, it's offshore. <laughs> this this it's, is all it's offshore. All, it's all offshore. It's all offshore. It's all up and up. It's all offshore. But, uh, uh. I'll cut that out. I won a good amount of money, <laughs> but uh, I it was so nice when I went back in like August to start betting. I was like, oh, the f- ah, I totally, I totally forgot I had all yeah, this just, money. Yeah, you had money just in an account, yeah. just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Get paid out in Bitcoin if I want. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. That's the what's answer. your thought on cryptocurrency? I think it's a great technology. I don't think it is going to replace our our uh our federal currencies i just i don't think that's gonna happen i'm i'm with you i think if 
because my wife and I were, she had listened to some podcasts about it and I had listened to podcasts about it as well. The idea of me, me is but, saying, hey, hon, can you just listen to this podcast about cryptocurrency for a little bit? Well, it's, she would it was, say, no. Well, in the but the crux of our, you know, disagreement on it was it was like I believe in it. I believe in the idea of it. I love I love that it's a I love the idea of a blockchain technology. But I don't think the powers that be are going to let just something so pure and natural uh, and uncorruptible overtake overtake a system. I think something like Facebook would develop what is their they're developing a cryptocurrency uh, i'm trying to remember what it's called something with an n or something like that uh, i don't remember it's been it's because it's been pretty much <laughs> globally condemned but uh, but that's but that's going to be the thing though where they're if the if it does make the shift if there is going to be a federal shift in into a cryptocurrency system it's going to be something yeah. that's state sponsored i mean it's not going to be the Robin Hood getting through and sure. Uh, but the problem is so many cryptocurrencies as far as um, on the global scale are people who are, I, I, for me, I think it's very difficult to, we got to separate these into three distinct things. And that is uh, blockchain technology, Bitcoin replacing our day-to-day money. Libra. Libra. Thank you. And then also the speculative market. The problem is the speculative market. Like that's the real problem is people basically day trading on, on currencies. That's, that's nonsense. It's, it's scary for, for me. It's, it's really scary. The idea that people are trying to move in, you know, and the amount of people, the amount of money that is flooding these markets is, quite frankly frightening and you should not it's so volatile that's it's, it's that's, crazy that's my apprehension to jumping in full tilt to something like a something like a bitcoin or even any any of them because i don't think that that's going to last right past the like there's going to be a world of um a lot of violence and suffering you know right. when before we get to a point where we have a stabilized cryptocurrency that we all agree on like just because you're already looking at a dispar- uh, disparity of wealth and sure if you're gonna if you're gonna tell everybody that their dollars that they have in their bank right now aren't worth zero there's a lot of violence until that's settled it, it, it's a problem and, and that's why i mean here's the deal we already do have a fairly global currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. Yeah, it is and like, we all believe it's a dollar, <laughs> right? It's it's incredibly stable, um, with not a lot of variation in price, or at least not uh, in the past fifty plus years, give or take. Right, and you know it's been a pretty consistent unit of monetary wealth because of oil. Um, no, no yeah, because of the petrodollar. Because most countries operate by buying and selling oil with, okay. that's what keeps it stable. The, and then the unwavering belief that a dollar is a dollar by the American people. I mean, really, it's a lot of faith. And, and but that's like, what you're breaking it down to. You're breaking it down to like, what is a currency worth outside of the people believing it has value? Right. And that's my like. And when people talk about like new monetary theory, where it's just like, yeah. 
um, nope. <laughs> like, I'd rather not go down that road. Well, we are down that road. We're like getting closer and closer and closer. No, we are down the road. <laughs> I'm going down that road of let's just make a bunch of money and just cut. Well, that was the whole thing with the the $1,200 check for everyone that makes under 70 grand a year. Nope. That's, those, that's all. That's all backed by loans right now. That's currently backed by loans. No, it's currently backed by potential tax revenue of next year. No, there's from there, my understanding. There is, but a, it is a form of new monetary theory. There is a note that says, of bonds being sold that is going that has been sold to pay for that. Whether or not they're gonna call those notes due, mm-hmm. that's a great question. I don't I don't think so. We'll see. I, I don't know. But modern monetary theory is based around the idea that as long as people um believe that the dollar has value, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you print. Right. And that's very scary. I no, and, and 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 maybe with the Fed, and they might be right. They might be right with the Fed saying, um, "We're just going to let inflation go. We're going to let inflation go for a while, and if things get hot, we're not going to get let it get too hot, but we're going to let things get a little hot." Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Uh, I think we need uh, the problem is the Fed doesn't have enough tools in its toolbox. You know, we've cut. You know, I think after. After the financial crisis, um, you know. What year was that? Uh, 2000. If I can really guess. 1929. Anyhow, after they slashed the rates down to the bone and in that very, very slow, re- like re- gradual return mm-hmm. with a very hesitant wanting to raise interest rates. Um. And then when this happened, you know, not wanting to, slashing it right back down to the bone, mm-hmm. down to zero. And that's crazy. And that's hard. And Negative in some cases. Well, not at the U.S. The U.S. hasn't gone to a negative rate. It was just oil, I believe. Oil went negative. Uh, oil future contracts for, yeah. what was that, May or June, yeah. went, down, went to negative $30 a barrel. And it was just like, it was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't invest in a, you know, in a, a swimming pool and put a bunch of oil in there. But it's it's one of those things I, I don't I don't see a rosy outcome if it falls apart. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a clear transfer of power from no. from the dollar collapsing to the point where a large percentage of the population of America there's gonna be has nothing. Thirty seven people trying to overtake and I mean when I say people I mean like foreign governments or or global corporations trying to corner the market and try to overtake and replace what the Fed was and the the, and the stability but that the Fed that brings. transfer of power though is going to be and it's going to be a messy marred, yeah. it's going to be a messy thirty seven people and then a really slow I think there's I think there's so I think there's years of violence and uh, right. rampage that goes about, on well I say that I say not in the United States but then no I think. <laughs> No, I think I think if in this is the world where, you know, the dollar collapses and you're like, oh, this is not going to work out. Now you have no money. Um, but then a bunch of people have already jumped ship to the, the cryptocurrency or the next or the next financial thing that's going to keep a keep a currency afloat. 
No, I think we'd, that, everybody's that world. Jump, everybody would jump ship through the euro, and then the euro would collapse. I mean, I mean, it's going to take a, a even a, that no. much worse global pandemic than what we've had. No, I think the the dollar collapsing is the thing that sparks a lot of people to do things that we've only seen in movies and TV shows. Yeah, but. And, it's cra- I mean, and, and in that way, like, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's coming out of that tunnel. I don't think there's a new dawn until there's a lot of time and bloodshed. No, there's dawn. I mean, no, we're talking about that. That's a dividing line. But, in history. But, yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> what you're dealing with then is people's ability to put food on the table to them, like the bare necessities to survive. There's no there's you, no global commerce. If you well, told I mean, a person has three thousand dollars in their bank account and that's everything and they lost it yeah. all. That's that's it, and you're just kind of fucked. You just got to start over again. I think there's a lot of people who say, "Well, I'm really glad that my student loans aren't being called due, and my bank note isn't no, being I called think due." There's... I think it, it's going to be more of there's there's a a lot of time in between it falling apart and it being okay, more so than we've experienced in this. You're talking about it like it's some kind of economic dark ages. That's I mean yeah. that's what yep. that's what it is. Yeah, and yep. and that means that people. I don't think there's a there's, clear. There's no global. There's no globalism, and and, and that's. Well, there's no global economy, not globalism. There's no right. global economy. And yeah. don't get me wrong. We're heading. They're, uh, well, they're trying. I think it's, it's weird. It's weird how it just, you know, what are your thoughts on a global economy? I think it's good for the most part. Really? I, I do. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think that there should be portions of the world that that's, that's our dump. That's where we put our garbage. Mm-hmm. When I and when I say garbage, I mean bad labor. I mean bad labor practices or bad. Yeah. Econo- I mean, and and, that, and that's what it is. Right now, you know, we do use portions of Africa, portions of China, uh, no, not portions, most of China mm-hmm. as our our dumping grounds. Where and we, China uses portions of the world to do things as well. I mean, I, it's, it's it's we we pour, we pour our. You know, we don't want to have uh we don't want to pay we we enjoy our fast fashion as you're currently wearing your shirt right thank you um you know your shirt that your wife not you by the way your wife <laughs> paid probably nine dollars for your shirt and I, I bought this one this one i bought this one i don't believe you i did you made you made this choice i made this choice oh it was nine dollars <laughs> on your right <laughs> but you paid nine dollars for this uh-huh. shirt uh and for like cost of goods and manufacturing, your jealousy is for it to be right for now. it to be made in Bangladesh and get brought here or whatever. You, did you buy it through? Uh, did you buy it through Amazon or? There's no tag. There's no. There's that's a real sign. That's a real sign. Anyhow, anyway. we 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 do bad labor practices in in Central Africa. Mm-hmm. And bad economic, like as far as uh, ecological things in China. Mm-hmm. That's bad. And, and How so, does the world economy stop that, though? It's it's a we need to stop buying shit from there. I mean, we can't tell China to not be a bad actor. Okay, China is China is a problem with the government. Africa and India that's a problem with corporations. They're and they're two different things, and they're going to take two mm-hmm. different solutions. What are we going to do? I, I mean, honestly, I see China just like collapsing. Like that's what it's going to take for China to not be the world's worst polluters. Um, you know, we can sit here and we can cut our emissions down. We can sit here and like 
Just, well, China and, and India are the two largest the, polluters. They're, they're a huge problem. And then the American military is number three if it was a country. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I mean... Well, That's the whole thing with global warming. It's 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 less of global warming and more of a pollution problem. Like, there's totally a pollution problem. Um, yeah. Whatever study you want to look at to say whether the temperatures are rising or not, that's that's a pure peer-to-peer science issue that you're dealing with a whole nother hornet's nest of uh, competition and people trying to get it published but there is a pollution problem and if we really cared about it like we'd be doing things like uh punishing uh china and india and our own american military the idea the idea that because china the the idea that china is currently both a first world superpower and a third world country one at the same time you we got to be able to say pick a lane i mean are you a developing nation yes or no and okay i mean that's where i think you it really convolutes a global government i think it's a thing where or not a global like a global economy because you're dealing with different governments you're dealing with different ways of right governing people um different economic uh, strategies for how you want to build your society i mean when you bring in socialism and communism and everything like that into the fold i mean i i it's I, hard I, to agree I, on what i want is. i want everybody to be their own country uh, do i agree with singapore and their style of government which is incredibly authoritarian but for the most part i guess people aren't all i mean they're okay with it mm-hmm. um if that's what you want to do, I guess I don't know. It comes down to the it. But you're not. But you're not a giant. You're not giant, which are, which is going right. to ruin everything. Yeah, but that's where I, I think, like, where uh, a global economy or like the United Nations is a great on paper, Mo- like most things. I mean, again, communism is great on paper. Democracy is great on paper. Capitalism is great on paper. Yeah, but in practice. There's very few that actually, if any, that actually work for an extended period it's, of time. It's well, that's because people are messy. I mean, we're like but we're complicated humans are that's complicated, where, messy things. That's where we go back to modern monetary theory. Maybe we just maybe you just have to swing the other way, and you're like, actually, just let's just go bananas. Lean into it. Lean into that. Yeah. That's the the side of it where I've always thought like, oh. Well, there's no right way to do it, so why wouldn't you just go like? Uh, I'll, <laughs> Let's just I'll, go pure anarchy. I'll, I'll look at. I'll <laughs> make an analogy of like uh, baseball in the mid to late '90s into the early 2000s. It's or or uh, bicycling uh, in the Tour de France style. Well, like, just let them do drugs. Everyone's doing it. If I don't do it, <laughs> there's no way I can compete. There's no way I can do this. So why don't you just lean into it? And I thought about. I thought this for years, but like the NFL the amount of people using HGH in the NFL has got to be off the charts and it's never, never fucking reported. Right. It It's the most violent game and you've had more baseball players pop for human growth hormones than football players ever. Do you think it's just because it's not like uh, the, you're not personable? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if a linebacker from, you know, a, Top twenty linebacker walked past me on the street. Mm-hmm. I would say, "Well, that's just a big dude," but, and and that would be it. But the weight loss, though, of 
a player when they retire? I mean, uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with NFL players, but Rob Gronkowski uh, retired. uh, Gronk? Gronk, yeah. He retired retired last year, and he was off for the entire year. Mm -hmm. But he's since come back, and now he's playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? But... uh, the, one of the biggest things was that he lost so much weight in that year. He lost so much weight, and that's the hard well, thing to get back on. Not, I mean, but listen, you stop, but you but, stop weightlifting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you like, and, and again, that's, that's not HGH. I mean, you take HGH out of the situation. Now, I'm not saying whether or not Gronk mm-hmm. is on is on the dope. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean, you stop working out for six weeks. It is like a light switch with your body and your metabolism. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like your body gets, and that's, I mean, talk about resiliency of the human body. You would like, that's it. Like, but what I'm talking about though, is the recovery of week in and week out your ability. And that's what HGH. I mean, that's what it's been cited when people use it. They're like, yeah. I want to recover from this injury quicker. Steroids. Okay. So when you're looking at like a football player and again, any football team, the most violent sport there is, then you 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 don't have anybody that's popped. No one's popped for HGH in football. Never. Ever. You're telling me that every... I know you don't like conspiracies, but like you're telling me that of all 32 teams in the NFL that... With 100-man rosters? Yeah. Yeah. And then practice squads and stuff as well. You don't have one guy that's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to use HGH. No. And I've, I've already seen it too with the COVID testing. Did you, are you aware of what's happened with the, like, uh, I think it was last week, last weekend. I think you mentioned it in passing to me, but. But there were 10 teams that came down with significant COVID tests and then over the weekend. And then on Monday it came out. It was, oh, those, those those were false positives. Those were false positive tests. Uh, Yeah, you did mention that. There's, and there's some rate of like 0.01% of, uh, uh, players coming There's uh, been test po- testing positive for it. It's like, again, they're not living in a bubble. Everyone's operating like normal. It's a very shady practice of uh, reporting. Self-reporting, yeah. Yeah. Where I don't know. you're getting into, uh, you're trusting a lot that these people are just telling you the truth all the time. Because mainly at the end of the day, the people want to watch football. They really want to just watch football. And no one wants right. No one wants to hear that bad news. Like if I can, if I can just believe that these people are killing themselves, that's the whole thing with like CTE and concussions and stuff like that in mm-hmm. football. Everyone knew that. Everybody knew like probably, you, got punch, you got punch drunk after 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I like, I like watching those big hits and I like watching football. So no, we're just going to sweep that under the rug and not talk about it. Here's a question for you. And, and I remember somebody saying this like years ago mm-hmm. that, Okay. The everything about the game of football has changed, except for, for the most part, the dimensions of the field. Mm-hmm. Should we change the dimensions of the field? Should we make it ten yards wider? Should we make it another, you know, ten yards longer on each side, one hundred and twenty yards? I mean, what do you? What, what's in, your feeling on that? In pursuit of what? In pursuit, like just to spread out the game. I mean. Every everything has become became bigger, faster, stronger, but the size of the container has been the same. Uh, I mean, I think I think they do that in the CFL. I think the CFL has a bigger do they have a little, field. What they have a bigger field? I'm. I'm I want to say sure. are they 120? But 
I don't. Are they meters? I'm not a huge fan. I, I've never. Are they using meters up in Canada? Uh huh. Maybe probably in CFL. Yeah, they might. But I've never been a huge fan of sports changing to try to continue to grow popularity. You yeah, know? I don't think this is a popularity thing. I think this is just like an overall like. Hey, I mean, I mean, listen. I mean, we're wearing the, the helmets, the 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 pads. So it's in it's in the guise of safety, basically. right? Or in the pursuit of safety. In the pursuit of safety, everything else about this game has changed. I mean, from you know, the the you know, uh, roughing the quarterback to mm-hmm. you know the helmets that everybody's wearing. That's all completely changed in the past fifty years. Um, the things changing, like, but but the field hasn't changed. I see your point. I see your point. I don't understand. I mean, if if it increases the safety of the game, I sure. But also, I'm not a huge fan of just changing the game because we're trying to change the game. I don't think a lot of the things that any organization do in in any like field, it's it's not because they really want to do that. It's because of the public perception of it. NFL held the concussion data away from the public because they didn't want the bad PR. <laughs> yeah. And then when it came out, they're like, oh, no, no, we are. Hold on. Look at all these commercials about how we have like done all this work to do it. And the same things happened with COVID and everything like that, where or the Black Lives Matter movement or anything like that. Like these organizations that come out and they're like, oh, we, we've we've done this. Here's what we've done. Here's what we've done. Here's what we've done. They're not doing it because that's what they believe. They're doing it because they want public perception. Yeah. To, they don't want that mob mentality to turn against them and to be, you know, uh, just attacking them. I remember when we were in, we went to New York last year um, in June. Gorgeous. And, and, uh, yeah, it was just everywhere. It was Gay Pride Month, and then just every store, every yes. major, major yes. store was just rainbow flags. And it's okay. Again, I don't have a problem with it. It's fine. But then I saw on Reddit, it was the uh, Tobias Fuque, um, and it said somebody is like every every major organization on July first, and it was Tobias Fuque going and seen, you know. <laughs> And it's that's that's exactly what I thought. You're 100 percent correct because I mean, they're doing it to virtue signal. It's when I think that's probably the definition of virtue signaling mm-hmm. is is things like that. I mean, between yeah. Black History Month and Gay Pride Month, you know, where we have to put a well crafted public uh, relations statement out there. Yeah. Now, do you have the practices in place to back up? You know, we support minorities. Okay, well, your board is consistent of 99 white guys and and one black woman. So you tell me, like, how much are you, you know, your leadership team is made out of X, Y, and Z. You're not there actually supporting, you know, these, oh, you care about this, but then you're not following through on any kind of leadership any kind of hiring practices, anything like that. And you're, I mean, that's, that's super frustrating. And that's where, again, if you all of these things are so difficult to talk about and they're so difficult to have, um, a rational conversation with one person, let alone tens of hundreds of thousands of people, millions right. of people, which is what you need to do in a country, which is ridiculous. But like how the black lives movement and, the NFL have been intertwined this entire time. 
it's a good way to like look at it because yeah. this this season. I mean, remember it was three three four years, four years ago, ago. Four years ago, like this weekend. Yeah, where Colin Kaepernick taking a knee was the reason why he hasn't been uh, pursued to be a quarterback. Now, there's also another thing of. Does he make more money not like not being a quarterback? Like there's that argument. And yeah. there is that conversation because yeah. again, he was a fringy starting quarterback. I think I mean now, he could, like he's not he's not an all star. Like No, he, he he's not an all star, but I think he's like He a, could have been he should have been on an NFL he's roster. Perfectly he was a perfectly acceptable quarterback. But to his his to but on his side, because again, there's there's two sides to every story. There's yeah. three sides a lot of the times. Like is it is it make better business sense for him to be an activist? I don't think than so. it does to be because um, I know I'm going inside baseball yeah. here with you on football. No, but uh, they were talking. I, are you familiar with the uh, Chicago Bears quarterback situation? Uh, who I, do they have? McCann. No. So Mitchell Trubisky is a kid that they drafted second overall. They traded up one spot. They passed up on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Um, Where's Lamar Jackson in that? Uh, Lamar, he was drafted another year later. Oh, okay. But uh, so they drafted this kid second overall. He's been a bust. And they traded. That's tough. They traded for Nick Foles, who won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia yes. Eagles, um, to do a quarterback competition, right, in the spring. And the co- the coach came out and said, "Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name a starter before week one." Mm. And the speculation is, is that if he were to name Nick Foles the Super Bowl winning trade commodity yeah. that they just got week one starter and he fails they're all fucked if they give mitchell trubisky one last shot and he fails they're like well we gave you a shot now we gotta right, move on right yeah you know, we gave you that shot okay to the point where colin kaepernick like if colin kaepernick takes a job in the nfl let's say there's a world where he got a sure, job sure and he went out and he didn't play well for the browns or or uh who's another absolute garbage team Talking uh, shit about the Browns, though. Okay. <laughs> listen, I watched draft day. You haven't. No. Um, but to the to like, if Colin Kaepernick goes out and he doesn't play well, oh, the does Vikings. that kill? Easy now, easy son. Okay. That's it. You dick. <laughs> um. See, I pushed your buttons because that, that was a fun. It's fun. It's fun, and I reacted because it's the Vikings, and they're they're yeah. god awful. They're not god awful, but you're missing my point. You're not listening to my point. Is if Colin Kaepernick went out and played and he played poorly, does that kill everything else that he was doing? Um, okay. But he wasn't god awful like that season. Right? But he started that season. He never didn't he he actually regained the starting job that season yeah. whilst kneeling. But he became a, a free agent afterwards and then no one signed him. So yeah, if he signed, why would you release somebody that gave you a winning season? Did he have, he have didn't a have a winning season. season. No, no, no. Okay. He was he was an okay quarterback on a bad team. I think, and that, I mean, but to his to the other side of the coin of like, for him, he he stood to lose more by going out and playing football. He needed to show that, and this is the theory. I mean, that he wanted to play football, mm-hmm. but he wanted. Starting quarterback money. He wanted a starting quarterback job when he wasn't operating at that level. And if he were to go out and get that job and he would go out and get that and then not perform, does that kill everything else? Does that kill the $100 million Nike deal that he got after he stopped playing? 
Was Johnny Football? Where's Johnny Football in this? He's doing billboards for some B level. No, but was like at this point in time, like in 2017, was was he? Uh, yeah, being. Yeah. Was he signed yet? Was he who was signed yeah. at that point? So he mm-hmm. could have played for the Browns. I'm trying to think. Of, He's I'm no, saying, that would probably have been. He would have been out. Actually, he would have was been. He out? Well, I'm saying like, you're telling me that Colin Kaepernick would not take, you know, the worst team. In the NFL, or the second, or top third, I mean, lower third team. Pond reports, there were there were teams that offered him, like, a backup role to be able to to do that. And, mm. again, we, this is, it's a business. It's a business more so than it is just sports, okay? So, if he takes a backup role, and he doesn't get, he doesn't get a chance, and he's just sitting there holding the clipboard, because that's, again, that's what he was doing before... Um, like while he was taking a knee, like when he started taking a knee, he was the backup in San Francisco. Oh, was he now? Yeah, oh. and he was a starter before that. He took him to the fucking Super Bowl as a starter, uh-huh. but he his game fell off so much that they were throwing everybody out there. And based did on injury, in, they, did they bring out a rookie? I'm trying to remember. What was the deal? They they brought in somebody pretty young, right? Did, didn't they bring out a rookie or or sign a rookie? They had like a some. Uh, I can't remember. Go on. When he when he was taking a knee, he was a backup. He was benched because of injuries, because of performance, everything sure. like that. And he regained the starting role, and then he kept playing. But again, the controversy about him kneeling, and I guess how it all is, tying it back to what mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, is that the way that it's going to be um, handled this year is completely different than how it was handled four years ago. They're oh, going yeah. to be celebrating the fact that they're kneeling versus it being a controversial thing of like, we're not going to show the national anthem, you know, on television and everything like that. Like, Cause that's what it came down to. Like, we're just not going to show, we're not going to do a feed mm-hmm. and remember, keep, keep, you remember players in the, keep, keep players in the locker room. Yeah. Keep players the in the locker room. Like, do you remember all that stuff? I yeah. Mean, I remember that. Yeah. I remember so, having a very vibrant discussion in uh, Mobile, Alabama yeah. with a guy about, you know, how it's disrespectful i'm like no i mean it's like i know you don't want to hear this i i know but i'm telling you right now this is about first amendment stuff yeah this is a first amendment problem this is not about and and i don't like this is coming from somebody who has not enjoyed the weird nationalism that has been tied into athletics i think that's weird it I mean, weird. You know, yep. it's it's a it's a very weird thing, you know. Before a play <laughs> or a music mm-hmm. concert, we don't all sit there and put our hands over the hearts and right. and, and recite the pledge of the allegiance. Yeah. We don't we don't do that. Um, do you want to go into why that is? I don't remember like why we don't. Well, why we do? Why do we do this? Because body? it's a training ground for the military. Because football uh, and sports and athletics are. Team-based things. Team-based things. You sure. follow orders and you do what you're supposed to do. But what does that have to do with nationalism? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, here's, as a spectator. Because here's the thing. A lot of high school kids that play football, when they inevitably don't get into uh, the college that they wanted to go to to play football or to do the sport they wanted to do, a fun thing to fall back on is to go into the Army. Or that was the game plan. I mean, it's... I want to take my time, my machine. The Mama Time Machine, and go back to 1972, mm-hmm. and go to a high school football game in No Name Iowa, mm-hmm. 
and see if everybody stops and puts their hands over their heart for the national anthem. Okay. And then I want to take my time machine again, and I'm going to go back to 1952 and see what's going to, what's the same thing. I don't, I don't necessarily buy into your argument. Of course you don't. No. Well, of course you don't. I, no, it's it's not about uh, strategic tactical maneuvers or any militaristic fall in line, do what I say. I think it's there's a, not a general, there's not a coach that's telling you what to do all the time. There's not a no, 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 no. There's no there's no an, an, uh, analogy to be drawn from football and military, none I th- whatsoever. I think there, but you can also say the same thing about like, okay. Uh, in high school band, okay, everybody's got to play their part. You play your part. Yeah, there's a band, and there's, in, and there's one, there used to be a band in military. And yeah. there's one guy who's going to be in charge, and he's going to tell you when to start playing and when to not. And you're going to have a laid out plan where you have mm-hmm. to play the exact same thing at all points. Yeah, so, have you ever read anything about like assembly lines and Henry Ford and like just crushing the souls of people to get them to do what they want and no, or get I mean, you? Oh, because he paid money for it. But this is the thing, like you. <laughs> When you're looking at formation of getting a society to do what you want them to do, you have to have these things in place to uh, instill these values at a very young age. Military, sports, all those things, they're team-based things where you either learn or you are, you're washed out. And if you can't uh, do your job and if you can't fall in line and work with others, then you're, you're washed out. You don't, you don't get a chance to progress and go forward. Especially in something like football. Football is very militaristic. When did they start singing the national anthem, like at game, at uh, like at, at baseball games? You know, in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> like, you think they did that because of the military? Uh, no, but that doesn't negate the point. You, so there's not some grand cabal in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, eighteen eighteen eighty two. Where, hey, guys, uh, our baseball game. You're just going to take the extreme version of a conspiracy theory, and then that's that's all you're going to do. Like, I'm, I'm saying I, I that think, over time, and especially when you look at a football football team and how do you how you play football is very militaristic, and there's a lot of those things built into it. Also, I think there's a, an extreme level of individuality in, in athletic, in football. You know, when you come to thinking about linebackers, quarterback, I mean, linebackers and safeties and cornerbacks and or running backs or... You have military contracts that the NFL has. The I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'll talk to that. I, I mean, I think that's complete horseshit. I think that's... And the that's, U.S. Uh, taxpayers pay, pay for so the much flyovers money for flyovers or, because of a deal that the military and the NFL have, and they th- they think and you don't think there's some kind of I I think that there's a the I, the linebacker from X Y Z place in anywhere I America. Think, Hold on one second. Go ahead. The guy like the guy that didn't get into the college has no other thing because he didn't fucking care about any grades or shit like that. Has no other thing to do, and he just falls back on the military. You don't think that happens at all? While I do think that does happen, okay, okay, I don't think it's it's some grand scheme. It, you're, I, I, I don't. You're, I, you're thinking like like this like Doctor Evil like uh, board of people. We should put a bunch you, of money. This is these are PR people that are like, hey, well, you know what the you know the bat you know the the plus side is is that we look uber patriotic. Look, we look great. The bad side, is, or you know, like another uh, like kind of nice fun thing that happens is that like everyone else uh, that wanted to play football also might want to just go fucking be in the military now. You know, I don't think so. I think there's like a weird. But you just said that people. 
like there is linebackers. There are linebackers that were in high school that decide to go into the military. I don't think there's it, th- not that many. Not I that think many. a lot. I think I think, I think it's it's more of poor people joining the military because they don't see another Do you, way out. Yes, but again, that's another thing that happens with people that like football, especially football, it happens in a lot of poor areas. It's especially in the south. I always remember. Uh, I always remember uh, Brian Erlacher, uh, a Bears linebacker. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, he um, does some great work for a, a, a hair growth. Hair growth, yeah. He he had a story of coming from it. this like this little town in I want to say Arizona, something mm, like that. Sure. Basically, like all you did was work through the factory, or maybe you could play football. Like it, like football, military, or the factory yeah. was the way you got out of the town. Sure. Or like the way you could make, make a living. And he he played football and he got out and but. The, You've been to Alabama. You've been like down south. Like yeah. those little towns, you could be a high school superstar and live your entire life being a high school superstar. And I think no. Well, and if you fail, there's very yeah. little options outside of right. And again, is it a grand cabal of people being like, "We're going to get everyone to play football," and then when they don't, they're going to join the military? But why is it? Okay. But it's a PR team saying like, "Well." Here's the thing: If we do this deal with the NFL, um, they will associate NFL with patriotism, uber nationalism, uber nationalism with serving your country. We get these guys that have already just like beefed up to play football, and they don't have anything else to do, and they're just yeah. they're already in the mindset of follow orders, do what you're told, serve your country, be an American, love it or leave it. I mean, of the handful of dudes, okay, that I knew that joined the military from my small town. So really big sample size. Right. Okay. Two of them, I would not say are like, were uber patriotic. Uh, They just, they didn't want to be, they didn't know what else to do. And that's what they did. There's always going to, it's a pie. It's a pie. And that was that. I mean, and then there is the, oh, that one kid, he was super duper patriotic. I mean, just like, he wanted to be going to the army like mm-hmm. from seventh grade and sure enough he did. And you know, he's not a career guy, but anyhow, mm-hmm. I think he, he played football, but he was a little bit younger than me. Oh, okay. No, no, but no, no, that's fine. What I'm saying is wrong. <laughs> I mean, he played football, but we all played football. No, we all played football, but mm-hmm. you know, I played football. Cause you came from a small town. Cause right? it's yeah. small. I mean, small town. Well, no, that's just, you're proving what I'm my point. Also, Every single one of those dudes were in band as well. I played in band with a guy that got drafted by the Bears. So, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't think it, I it happens when you come from a small town where you're doing multiple things and you want to diversify. Right. It's not, everything's not Degrassi high, you know. <laughs> it's where shit gets real. My thing, my thing is, it's weird that there's a weird patriotism, nationalism that's folded into athletics. I don't think it's, once again, some kind of grand cabal. Is it like them being opportunistic? We're like, okay, there's baseball's America's pastime. So I guess we're going to go ahead and just be uber patriotic around baseball. And then that's leached into well, absolutely every other part of but to, athletics. Hold on. But to that point, like even if they're going to leech onto it, even if, again, like I'll put you into the PR room where they're like, 
we're not we like we don't have this plan but here are the here are the things that could fall off here's the here are the ramifications of this action one of the ramifications are like oh well when we do this when every other commercial on an NFL game is a military commercial does that like bleed into the uh, subconscious yeah. of people watching of like oh Oh, military service, NFL. I'm I'm an American. Uh, like, like Uber National. Do do the numbers go up? I bet there's a PR firm for the for the army or for the military that has that information. That know that like, well, since we started running this these ads, uh, at, uh service or whatever the fuck sure. enlistment has gone up X Y Z. I, you can. I mean, as being as close to entertainment as you are. You can't say that there's not people in in that industry that would have that information and be searching for that information. Everything's a calculated move. Well, of course, everything's a calculated move because TV contracts are expensive. Yeah. So why would they just leave? Like, well, no, no, we just want to do. We just want to be uber patriotic because that's just our American duty, and we're just going to leave it like that, Bill. And then, no, I think <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to hear anything more. I think my thing is okay. That here we are, today's mm-hmm. society. I don't think it was the Iowa National Guard or 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 the U.S. Army or the Marines or whatever in 1944 or whatever. Inception's a different conversation, though. I'm talking about like right now. I'm talking I, like less in our lifetime. Has the military spent more money advertising under? I mean, the most popular sport. In the world, and not in the world, in America, yeah, they're gonna put money into into people who are like active people. For what reason? In America. For what reason? Because they're not gonna advertise on the VMAs. For what reason? Why are they not advertising on the VMAs? No. For what reason are they advertising on? Why Why are they advertising at all? Don't remind us that we have a military. No, because they need bodies. Right. They need bodies that are watching the thing that it's very similar to what they're looking for. It's Why the same would... way. It's the same reason when I'm watching a television show and I get uh, an advertisement of something that's like, are you watching South Park? Oh, you might also like this. It's the same thing with like YouTube when you're so watching. Why aren't they advertising on the VMAs or or whatever the young folk are watching these days? Why would you are, why are they not going after specifically young people programming? Uh, because they, dollar amounts are I'm expensive guessing, because I'm guessing it's very the age expensive. demographic. Yeah, it's very between. expensive. And the amount of people that they would get from the VMAs versus they would get from football, they'd get much more for football. So if not I'm if it, not if they just sit there and hammer on it for 20 years like you're saying, right? No, because again the um with something like the VMAs or something like uh like a music awards show where you're not the ce- Grammys. you're celebrating individual individuals and individual creativity much less so than listen to somebody listen to what I'm telling you to do this is your assignment and you do your job you do your job and you do it right that kind of thing that mentality is in football that mentality is in sports all over the place that's why it's so closely attached to it now whether it nefariously started that way like that's neither here nor there but it's where we're I at think right it's now here and there quite frankly but it's where we're at right now Right. I, I think there, there's a weird thing where it's been co-opted and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm how many. OK, so you and I do. We do a lot of high school sporting events. OK, yeah. so organically, organically yeah. over the time that we've been doing this, I've been doing it with you for four years, four or five years now. 
I don't know. I don't know you. Um, anyway. The amount I, no, of, yeah, right. But the amount the of high, high school sports, yes. The, the amount of high school kids that we see that are uber patriotic, like ooh, like in yeah. they, they make a theme out of it. And I remember going to high school and never having that. And we went to high school through 9-11 and never did we have this no. uber patriotic I'm going to wear all American flex. It just happened the other day when we were doing a game. It was like on, oh, Friday, on Friday's game. Oh, you're not wearing an American flag. Oh, you don't be on the field. Don't be on the field. You're not wearing an American flag. It's like, Who's where the this? fuck are, what, what are you these, talking about? These high school kids in the stands. I'm like, what the hell is going on with you? Like uh, the, oh, well, the amount of camouflage, the amount of that's just trolling. that's trolling. Sure. Sure. That's, that's a lot of trolling. Now, that but be, it's now, tied into the thing that we're watching. Now, this is a problem for me. This last summer, it was a softball game, and the announcer said, "Now we're going to play the national anthem to honor all those who've died in service." Whoa, 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 whoa! That's not why we play the national anthem before mm-hmm. a game. We don't play the national anthem to like salute those the who dead with, or the to, fallen. To have fallen in in service of our country. That's not why we do it. We don't honor. That's not. That's not why we do it. We we play the national anthem because it's our it's a great country and we should celebrate us being a great country. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, we're not. And flipping the script on Colin Kaepernick of if you don't stand, if you don't stand with your hand on your heart for the flag and the anthem, then you're a total piece of shit who hates the troops. Right. And you're not doing it's a it. Very hard line to, to, <laughs> to connect, but yes, go. Ahead. I mean, because I mean, that's what that's what that's the narrative. That was the, yeah. that's the narrative, and that was the when I heard that, I'm like, ooh, ooh, go, no. Go you back. Should... How do you? How do you? Uh, what? How did you get there? It's almost like he missed like a whole portion, like where <laughs> he like had a sign was like, and also I don't support any of the troops of anyone that's ever fucking died in the military, and then just held it. Who down. me? No, I'm just saying it's that, that, to get to right, that point to of get like to that point. No, no, he's kneeling because no, like, he's kneeling. No, because black people are being killed by police. So he, I'm pretty he's sure he said done, that. He's done people that he, he clarified that people who he believes in, like people he believes, people that he. Uh, What's the word I want to say? R- relates to are being shot by a horrible, you know, system, right? Um, and needs to be fixed. So we're gonna look it up, and and, and I want to like just clarify because it was yeah, it was one of those things where uh, you South- said something racist, and that's okay. We all say something racist sometimes. I forgive you. No, I was gonna say <laughs> South Park nailed it again oh. when they had. They went to J.J. Abrams' house, and they're like, J.J. Abrams, you, you fixed Star Wars. Can you please fix the national anthem? Because oh. because this. And then J.J. Abrams' fix was, uh, all right, in honor of America, we're going to play the national anthem. Please feel free to sit, kneel, or stand in honor of America. <laughs> and then at the end, and then no one knew what to do because it was like, that's all you got to yeah. do. It was the same national anthem, but it was just, just feel free to that's funny. sit, steal, kneel, or stand. So, uh. The Star Spangled Banner, banner turns out has to, it had World War One. Sure. Okay. So I mean, that's I mean that was like kind of the rise of American nationalism, American exceptionalism. Well, actually, you know the World War of uh, Spanish American War. I blame Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, you should. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't really a common occurrence at sporting events. 
began to change on September 5th, 1918, during a game on the World Series between Boston Red Sox and the Cubs. So, again, you can blame the Cubs for a lot of things. Yeah. You know? It was an era where the Red Sox... I mean, have you been to Wrigleyville? Still, not the updated one, no. Ooh, it was an era when the Red Sox still had Babe Ruth. Yeah, okay, I got care. you. I we got don't you. care. So, it was around it was just... then. So, around World War One, But... Yeah. And I don't know, is that just mass gatherings? And I, I've i always found it weird. I found it, I've always mm-hmm. found it weird that there's this weird nationalism around sports, but not around other large gr- grouping things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I say that, you know, anytime I watch a city council meeting, and I'll watch a city council meeting because I think it's fun sometimes. And I they start out every city council meeting with them saying the Pledge of Allegiance as you know, a bunch of awkward 70-year-old kindergartners. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I mean, I guess this is a very civics-minded thing, but I still feel like this is out of place. Yeah. But it's not out of place for everybody to, now it's time to salute our country. Or, let hey, let's celebrate. Let's honor those who've fallen. When I heard that, I'm like, I don't know. I was, I was kind yeah, of... Yeah, I don't think that's the... That is not why we do this. And I think, and we, maybe it is. Maybe that's the problem. It's the interpretation of why we do it. It's and I at a sporting event at, at a at a sporting event. And should we all take it? And I don't. And ever so often, like it'll hit me that wave of not, not nostalgia, but like okay, I'm going to take a second, and I am going to recognize that I have been born in. You know, as Creed Bratton would say, I've already won the lottery. I was born in the USA, baby. Um, that's something like I do recognize it. I was not born in, you know, Kuala Lumpur or, you know, you know, some, you know, you know, place that is stricken by extreme poverty. I don't have to deal with it. I do have. Right some level of social mobility in my life. Uh, and I, and I accept that. And I, I love that. And I respect that about my country. Is this a great country? Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's a great country. Is it a flawed country? Absolutely. But it's a lot better. I, I'm at, I'm in a lot better spot now than I could be. Yeah. I, and I, I get what you're saying. And it's, it's so, it's so divisive, but it's also one of those things where you're like, it's that jump from what is your interpretation of it? Right. What is the, it seems weird to you and I, I think we share that, like that the national anthem, that the nationalism is attached to a sporting event yeah, or the, the pride in your nation, I guess. Cause again, nationalism itself can be like a, a yeah. trigger word where yeah. you're like, I don't think they're like skinheads and Nazis that are like, that's the reason why we play the Star Spangled Banner. Um, right. But it's this uber patriotism that exists that kind of, um, I don't, I don't know why it's attached to it, to a sporting event. It's weird. But other people, then I can also understand that there are other people that have a different interpretation of why it's happening and they have a different attachment to it. So for them, it's like, while wear a mask in public. Do I agree with it? No, but also I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give uh, a little bit of myself to make you feel better. I'm going to, I'm going to, I will, I'm not going to um, 
like obstinately take or like hold onto my hat or keep my hat on or like, you know, fuck around and do mm-hmm. anything like that during yeah. the national anthem. Cause like, I'm not, I just don't want to cause the, I don't want to cause a scene. I don't want to fuck with anybody. And cause sure. again, it could mean something completely different. I've been in a situation where it's like somebody was, you know, fought in a war and they're right next. And mm-hmm. they, uh, it means something more to them than it means to me. So yeah. I'm not going to take that away from them. And like, I wouldn't do like I would do in any other situation. I wouldn't want to take something away from somebody if it's meaning something to them, but also I'm not going to stop somebody from voicing their freedom of speech and allowing that to be use whatever right. power they, right. they have to voice a concern. That's the whole point about this country. And, like, and, and that's, and, and that's my thing with Kaepernick and when he, when he made those, when he made that decision to do that, and it's like, okay, all right, you feel, you feel that you are having an injustice. There is an injustice in the country, and I'm trying to highlight this injustice. Now, does that mean that I hate America? That what? I hate everybody who's died in service for our country? That's a that's a huge huge. Leap fucking leap yeah what are you talking about right. no this guy is specifically talking about police brutality and mm-hmm. the amount of power and authority that people who aren't elected officials who are hired and paid for by my tax dollars are going out and putting into our community and that i don't like that mm-hmm. and i think it's too much and i think we've gone too far okay i don't think it's too far okay in a dichotomy uh, like a um dichotomy yeah of of, of one thing meaning two different things to two different people. And then then understand that like that can happen. Like you can live in a world where we hear the same thing, but we get something different from it. And we use that, you know, in a way that allows us to, it's, it's a tool. It's just all it is. Colin Kaepernick has fame and a celebrity that allows him to use that as a tool. If so, if he needs to be, and, that's within his, with that's within within his uh you know that's it that's right to do so. He should totally be allowed to do yeah. that and go and do it. And for you to take offense, I'm you know I'm interpreting his actions, even though he said he's mm-hmm. not saying anything about what I'm saying. I'm gonna take that as offensive and fuck you. Well, that's crazy talk. Yeah. You're you're not listening. Just you're, like. Just like Nicole Hutchinson being a, a business owner here in Dubuque, Iowa, and also being a you know white woman and with blonde right. hair who killed a man in uh, you know Texas. Well, they're two different people, but you know. Right at the end of the day, I think we solved racism again. Again, <laughs> we did it multiple times. And I think this this could be a podcast. This could be a podcast. We'll look really look forward to the football season coming up here. We're gonna really <laughs> get into this. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out at Twitter uh, at TCBA underscore podcast, as well as uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, and those ratings and reviews really help a lot on Apple Podcasts. But check us out on YouTube because sometimes, get this, if your boss doesn't know, he lets you watch YouTube sometimes. And you can just have it in the background. Just uh, play it. Yeah, and leave mean comments on YouTube because we love that. I love a good mean comment. Just say something absolutely ignorant. I'd love it.